This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Look at this place. This ex-con is here one night and is completely destroyed. Welcome to I Used to Watch This, the podcast where we watch our favorite shows from the 70s and 80s and see what we think of them today. Here are our hosts, Mike Forgetto and Mike Sullivan. Hello and welcome to I Used to Watch This. I'm Mike Forgetto. And I'm Mike Sullivan. How's it going, Mike? Fantastic. Another great day today. Yeah. Hey, we got the sun two days in a row. I know. And I know a lot of people are like, who cares? But we're in Chicago and we had like 12 days in a row without any sun. It was. Right. Uh, it's like being in prison and like getting out to see the, <laughs> the sunlight. Yeah. You know? Oh my gosh, we got outdoor gym day. <laughs> right. There's hope. Yeah. Any. Alright, uh, sorry, All right. I hit a wrong button. I almost so, hit a wrong button. Anyway, yeah, so new episode, but before we get into it, a couple things uh wanted to get out there. A couple uh, things people had said. So, um, so not our last one, the one before that was Auto Man, remember? How could I forget? And one thing, uh, friend of the pod, Moose Mets, and um, he's like, Hey, when you do another Auto Man one, he's like, you got to do the Laura Branigan episode. And so there was an episode where he, I don't I can't remember the, the thing, but there, he actually showed a picture of it. You see Laura Branigan singing and the Auto Man guys in the back in a suit, but his guitar is like colored like the Auto Man stuff. So it's got like that light blue. <laughs> but I remember uh. this episode and I think actually, I don't know if I was talking to you or what, for whatever reason, I remember the Laura Branigan episode where she was being protected by, you know, the host or the, the star, I should say, of the show. And for whatever reason, I thought it was a Knight Rider episode because it seemed like that that would fit, you know, a music thing. Yeah. You know, with David Hasselhoff. But it's Auto yep. Man. So Auto anyway. Man. So yeah. I envision like a uh, what was that guy? David Palmer, that musician. Right. Uh, yeah. It, it does. That's, a, that's what I picture with, the you know, him playing guitar. And, I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of like that. And then um, the uh, podcast Mission Spooky, um, they had a couple recommendations, and I told you about them. They're, they are good recommendations. Uh, was Tales of the Gold Monkey was one of them, which is on our list, and Manimal, nope. which is also on our list. But we could not, for the life of us, find any of them. Yes, okay, right. we could buy them on DVD, but that's not the way we roll. We look for stuff no. online to watch it. Because yeah. we go would, broke. I'd rather, uh, yeah, I'd rather play, pay. I'd rather even pay a couple bucks just to stream it than actually wait. Right. Yeah, that's what I mean. A day or two yeah. for that to come in, you know. But yeah. Was it so? T- <laughs> or, Tales of the Gold Monkey isn't that one you've to- you've talked about before? I've, yes, I've I have. Never heard of that it. was one of my mom's favorite shows. All right. When I was growing up, so we will do those shows eventually somehow. We just have to find a way to find them, I guess. Yeah. Or hope maybe we'll, hope they come back to streaming. Maybe we'll order them. Maybe not. No promises. Yeah. What we got to do is go to one of those stores with, uh, by us. We have a place called Half Price Books. They they sell DVDs and stuff to the people. Like yeah, sell back to them and like they sell them for like you know quarter the cost. That that's where I saw that that uh, the six million dollar man thing. Six million dollar man with the like hologram yeah. cover. That yeah. Was awesome. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, right. those do that. thanks for those recommendations, and um, you know we're really gonna try to get to those because I really want to do Manimal and, and Tales of the Gold Monkey. Um, yeah. I I don't know if I remember Manimal. I mean, I I know the whole premise and everything about it, and I must yeah. have watched at least something of it, but I don't. Yeah, I, d- I know I've seen it, but yeah, it, then I, that's all. I just know that I've seen it. I have no further detail <laughs> in my memory. Yeah. But, and the All other right. one, the gold monkey thing, Go. never heard of it. Yeah. I mean, until you, till you mentioned Well, it, it was like, a, it was a one season show. I, it didn't, it didn't last, but it was a lot like, um, Indiana Jones, almost in a way. It was like, a, <laughs> what it reminds me of. So like people always show, shoot, now I can't remember the two like chipmunk dudes that are explorers. I can't remember what the name of the show is, but one's in a Hawaiian shirt, one's in a leather coat. People are always like, one's supposed to be Tom Selleck, one's supposed to be uh, Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, you know? I'm like, wait, what? 
And this reminds me of that show in live action form. Because it's like he's got like this seaplane. He goes to different places and they have adventures and stuff like that. So, gotcha. it, interesting. Um, not Rescue Rangers. I don't know. Maybe it is Rescue Rangers. I can't remember what it's called. But anyway, uh, I'm sure someone will hear this and be like, dumbass, this is what it's called. And that's fine. I mean, how, how many how many cartoons were there with two chipmunks? I mean, there were <laughs> several. I, I don't know why that was like, hey, let's pair up a couple of chipmunks and make a show. You know? Because but, they're cute. Whatever. I don't know. I yeah, yeah, you had the chipmunks. You know, I had the chipmunk punk album. I don't know if you had any of the chipmunks albums. Um, I think I'm, I may confess to have had one. Yes. Um, <laughs> a lot of people had the Disney Christmas had a couple one. of chipmunks, you know. Right. Yeah. Well, the other thing I'm talking about is definitely a Disney show. But... Oh, okay. All right. Enough of that. What did we watch for today, though? Hardcastle and McCormick. I think this goes Woo-hoo! back to 80, 83. Yeah. Um, so this is the pilot episode. Go ahead. Keep going. Bam, bam. Pilot episode. Um, I honestly don't remember watching this as a kid. Um, I. <laughs> Sorry, that song is great. I can't. I can't. Concentrate <laughs> Am I distracting that. you? Yeah. So I'm sorry. I, I remember. So I remember the car, and I, I vaguely remember right. watching maybe an episode or two. Uh, but otherwise, this is brand spanking new to me. And oh, okay, no, I definitely um, watch this because you know, we watch this at home all the time. I'll kick it off with my opinion of the show. I liked it. Yeah. Oh um, no, this is a fun show. <laughs> Especially yeah, this is a good that, show. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Oh no, I think, for sure. I think the character, like the characters, the actors who played the characters, mm-hmm. were like spot on perfect. Like sometimes shows do a pretty good job casting. Sometimes they do. a awesome job casting sometimes they suck this was like the two perfect dudes for the roles that they're in i think right i so yes. so i really enjoyed yep. it yeah you got brian keith as hardcastle and uh daniel hugh kelly um brian keith had obviously been around forever doing stuff uh family affairs probably one of the big ones he had this show called the brian keith show which i looked it up and i'm like oh it was just like a talk show but it like no he was just it was him and his not his daughter, but they were doctors. I'm like, well, why do you call it the Brian Keith show? But I think a lot of times that's what they did back then. Cause it's like the mid seventies. Oh yeah. Like, well, like we're going to call Dick it this. Show, or, so yeah. people know who's in it. And then Daniel right. Hugh Kelly, he did a lot of stuff, but I always forget that he was in Cujo. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah I, only, I only remember the dog. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, I only remember the dog and he did a lot of soap opera stuff. He did a lot of stuff, so um Did he? Yeah, I I don't yeah. really know. He didn't, you know, didn't ring any bells seeing him again, but Well, yeah, I think uh, a lot of the I'm other sure stuff he did. he did was a lot of, you know, he did a lot of mini series and like I said soap operas and stuff like that, Law and Order, um Memphis Beat, which I'm not sure. So stuff that maybe wouldn't really be in our wheelhouse, I don't know. But he's still right, acting. Right. He's got something coming up, so and this show, this show was what only three or four seasons long. Three, yeah. It, three? it never really yeah. did super great in the ratings. It looks like it was always kind of like in the middle of the pack. Interesting. So, I, but yeah. yet it's one of those names that, like, hey, let's let's do Hardcastle McCormick. I'm like, yeah, I remember that. You know, I yeah. remember the name. It's, it's not like one of those totally obscure things where you're like, let's do like Gold Monkey or whatever, and then yeah, <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about, but. Yeah, we could do. One, oh wait, one. hold on. Because when I was looking it up, this show. So this is a Stephen J. Candle show, um, which is a lot of the shows we've done. You know, because he was super huge Creator. in the '80s. But um, when I was looking up this show, one of the things they said it was kind of a, a like a not a remake, but kind of a rework of one of his other shows um, called Ten Speed and Brown Shoe. Oh, I remember I, that. Do you with Jeff Goldblum? Yeah. <laughs> I remember like, that. I mean, I, I again, I don't remember watching it. I mean, I just remember it. You know. Oh, okay. Like I mean, I was shadow. Yeah, I I don't know this show, but I want to see. It. And actually, I did find a whole episode online. I was like, I'm gonna watch this because I just want to see. We should Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, put it on the put, put, it, on the put it on the list. I'd like to see it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Even All if right. you just do anyway. one, you know, I don't know how long yeah. it lasted, but, 
Yeah, yeah. And and like you said, this guy, this uh whatever what was his name? Uh Stephen J. Cannell. He yeah. uh mm-hmm. he did tons of tons of stuff. I mean Oh yeah, he was like super huge in the I mean he's still doing stuff now, I think. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. No, he Oh and, and did shows. you We had a uh a guest a guest star on this as well. Right? Did you recognize the guest star? I don't know. I may be wrong. Is. Which one are you talking about? The, the girl. Yeah. Was she the? Uh, was she Tony's girlfriend from? Yeah. Uh, hey, Miss Dage. Yeah. 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 That was her. Yeah. Okay. She. Yeah. She really uh, classed up for this. She. Um, accent was gone. She seemed very respectable. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So, but that's another Stephen J. Cannell show. So he just used a lot of the same people. No, we had a lot of big yeah. people in there. We had. That we had John Saxon. Um, oh yeah, John Saxon was the bad guy, and yep. so, so kind of off topic, but on the topic with John Saxon, um, one of our other friends of the uh, podcast land, Gidget Von LaRue, she posted something. She's like, "Hey, who are like two actors or actresses you always get you would get mixed up when you were younger or whatever?" And he is one of them. Um, he, <laughs> I always used to get him. And Michael Ironside mixed up. Um, Michael Ironside was, um, if I know you're probably wrecking your brain trying to figure out who he is. <laughs> no, yeah, but he I, was. I in, remember the show Ironside. He was. He know. was. In, no, no. He was in Total Recall. He was in Starship Troopers. He was in Top Gun. Um. Anyway, those two I always got mixed up too growing up. I don't know why, but anyway. I got to look him up. But so John yeah. Saxon, I know him originally from Enter the Dragon. So if there's any. Uh, Martial arts, Bruce Lee fans out there. John Saxon was uh, one of the main characters in that uh, that movie. Did you ever watch? Did he Enter do martial Dragon arts, Life? or did he just? Uh... Yeah, no, yeah, he did. He was like, he was one of the top competitors in this, uh, like, secret underground competition that was taking place. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. That's. I mean, I think I've seen that, but like, really, 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 really long time ago. Yeah. Maybe you watch it, I watch it daily, but I don't. Oh, I guess I can see. So I looked up Michael Ironside. Yeah. <laughs> There's I can, see, I can see. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, all right. Let's get back. Let's get in the episode. What what happens here? Besides, we start right, off so, obviously with just the car driving and that song I was playing, "Ride." It was. It's a. Oh yeah. A great way to start the it, car or the show. Action packed intro. Yeah, that intro yeah. is very action packed. Like three and a half um, minutes long, probably too. It was long. You're right. It was yeah. long. I mean, it uh, took like a minute just... and a half for them to even get to the names of the people in the show. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, even after that whole intro, then they started the show, and then there were still credits going. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. I'm like, so, you could have done this a way long, long time ago. You had a three-minute song. Know. But I really think there was a lot of padding in this episode to make it a pilot, because this was technically technically a pilot movie of two hours again. So I think that's part yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. And it, um, yeah, at some point it did feel like it too. It felt like, crap, I'm still watching this thing. But, uh, yeah, you know, there's a, the story. Uh, well, so we just start out. We the very opening scene is just a gratuitous bikini scene of this girl walking in front of the camera <laughs> on the beach, and and, yeah. and then we cut over to, you know, it's um, McCormick and he's sitting with some old dude. And I'm going to get back to that comment in a minute where I call this guy an old dude. Um, (laughs) I know exactly what you're going to say. (laughs) They're sitting at the table, kind of an outdoor cafe type thing, and you know, at the beach, and they're talking about this car. And you know, the old guy wants McCormick to to drive it, to be the driver, because apparently he's he's a racer or has some kind of driving experience. He has like a dirt track Uh, driver or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So these guys have some history together. They're like you know old friends. Um, and then, then the other guy's like, Hey, aren't you going to be late for your parole meeting in five minutes? It's like, like, crap, my watch stopped. So then, right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I want to say something about that in a minute, but go ahead. Yeah. But then, so the next scene, they're like whipping around a corner in like a Trans Am and the, the old dude's driving and they're like flying to get to his, uh, yeah. Yeah. They're like in, uh, uh, the bandits car, but I thought, um, I I really didn't think expect the old guy to be driving. That was kind of a unexpected thing. I I thought that was no, just going to be McCormick either. driving down the street. 
Yeah, so. yeah. I did too. But did you see though? So in this point, you know, when he's they're driving, he looks at his watch, and it's a freaking like digital like Casio watch. Those don't just stop and then start up again. <laughs> That's how those yeah, watches right. work. It got yeah. He's like my watch stopped. Yeah, it got stuck digitally. Uh, in a certain number, right? <laughs> exactly. If I shook it, and it started working again. Yeah. So I thought that if it was, was like funny. a Windows watch. Maybe it froze or something. I would get, but right. Um, Blue screen of death. Yeah. Right. But, uh, yeah, so in this case, uh, so the, he pulls up. The first thing he does is jump out and go to a, a payphone and calls time. Like, remember back <laughs> yeah. when you can call time? Right. Or, like, weather. You know, at the tone, the time will be. Yeah. Five so, kids, we used to be able to do this. We'd call a, call a phone number, and they would tell you what time it is. It would only cost you 60 cents or whatever they would right, charge you. Right, like, Your parents and, would get pissed. Why do you keep calling time? Because <laughs> <laughs> I can because exactly. there's a service there's that a does clock, there's a clock on the wall what is wrong with you yeah but yeah so he he calls that and then then he kind of bolts into the office and well in the meantime i think the parole officer is like he's talking to the judge he's like hey your boy's late you know this is bad news and uh and it's literally like 501 when he's telling right. him he's late right so then he you know he, he gets in and he you know, McCormick gets in. He tells a secretary who he seems to have had like dated in the past or something, or something, it, it, yeah, or something. And he's like, "Hey, when you know when I call your phone out here, play this into the the receiver." So she's like, "Okay, giggle, giggle." And he walks in, <laughs> and and the the parole guy's like, "Too late, sucker. You know, uh, you're uh, you're late, and you're a loser. And now you got to talk to the judge." He's like, "What?" It's only one minute after. Here, let me call time for you. And he picks up the phone and calls it. So that's and the secretary plays it. And and I was thinking that was pretty smart, like to do that. Right. Right. But chances are, like today, you couldn't pull that off because there's like nine things in your office that have the time on it. Right. Right. So exactly. Like, you know, his. So the guy looks at his watch. And I swear to God, it was like 20 after. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way he would have like, tw- oh, my watch at least suddenly his, is 20 minutes fast. At least his watch was a regular one, regular dial watch where he can move the hands back. So he could be like, yeah. oh, maybe it's, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It would be 20 minutes off. Like, dude, you got a really shitty watch if it lost 20 minutes in a day. <laughs> right. Yeah. But that's um, not a quartz crystal going on in it there. It's not. Or a Casio Digital, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. So at this point, he's like, oh, okay, you know, check in next week or whatever. And in the meantime, the judge is on his way over, and they run into him at the elevator. And McCormick is clearly pissed at this at Hardcastle, the judge. Like he's He does like, not like him, no. He just, like, basically rips into him at the elevator. Yeah. Just, well, here, I got, I got... You know... Yeah, I got to... <laughs> I got a clip of it here. Hold on. Well, well, well. It isn't the high plains drifter. How you been, Judge? Ooh, where are you going, McCormick? Home. I was wrong about the time, Milt. He made it. Hey, why are you always breathing on me, Judge, huh? Whether you believe it or not, I'm looking after you. Now, you listen to me. I haven't stolen any cars, and I haven't missed any parole appointments, so why don't you go chew on some other guy's leg, Okay. Why are you checking us, guy, Mel? Well, he could be just right for a little project I got in mind. I hope he keeps his nose clean. All right. And, yeah. And there's the whole so, and plot. Sorry, right that there. started off a little uh, faint, guys. I had the volume down for playing Ride. I got <laughs> I got too excited. I forgot <laughs> to turn the volume back up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so there's the, there's the whole plot right there. He's like, yeah, you know, I've got an idea for this kid, you know. And uh, yeah. But the chew, chew somebody else's leg, I'd, I'd never heard that before. But hey, no. I'm going to throw that one out, see how it works. Um, so then, yeah, he disappears into the elevator, and, and, and then he's gone. Um, and then uh, I think the next scene, we see the, the old dude driving in a car with his attorney in a tunnel. They're, like, cruising through this tunnel. They're like, hey, we got to meet this businessman. Who's hired us to for this car? He's going to build the car, but I don't know what the, right. you know, the whole yeah, somehow so he's linked the, to this car. Yeah, the the guy's name is Cody. He's like a big industrialist, and he's basically this guy Flip, 
design this car and the other guy's going to give him money or basically fund the project and it'd be the Cody Coyote, which really, if you would listen to it, doesn't sound good together, guys. Um, right. <laughs> and right. so Cody, the rich, business, but he's Coyote like, is the car. Yeah. But the guy's like, but flip and the car is like, yeah, we're going to go back. He wants to redo the contract. He wants to give us more money. I'm like, really? You know, that doesn't in, sound in the middle legit. of the night. In the middle, in of, the the middle night. of the night. <laughs> <laughs> no red flags, guys. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everyone knows that John Saxon always plays the bad guy, guys. So <laughs> when he wants to renegotiate something, it's probably not going to be good. Do it over the phone. Yeah. So, yeah, so they're driving in the tunnel, and then this car comes and smashing into him. And it's always great when some like late 70s cars start colliding because they're huge. And right, they're like they're banging together, and uh, I mean it was just it was some good side swiping action until they get out <laughs> of the tunnel. Side swiping action. <laughs> they get out of the tunnel, and we see the first car flip of the episode, and there's right. plenty more I, to come. I mean, right, because there are ramps all over this anywhere they are. There's always something. Yeah, what is this? L.A. Can, I don't know. <laughs> I there, think it's yeah. supposed to be. But anyway, one of the guys in the car is Ed Lauder. Louder, I think you said he's been in a ton of stuff. Um, the one that always comes to mind, I think, isn't he? No, wait, hold on. I'm, I, he's in. Um, oh man, now I'm blanking on the name. But anyway, what I wanted to say is, just looking, he's also in Cujo, which is kind of weird. <laughs> he's got that. In his it all credits. it all ties. It's like six degrees of Cujo. Six yeah. degrees of Cujo. Everyone's related to that damn dog. Um, but no, he's been in a ton of stuff. He's always yeah. the bad guy too. Um, he's yeah. been in, like you see, um, you see him, and you're like, I know I've, he's again one of those character actors that like you're, I've seen him in everything before, but you don't know his name necessarily. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was in BJ and the Bear for several episodes, but that's not what I'm thinking no, was of. It? Yeah, I want to say I thought he was in. Uh, he's also in. He. I know. Um, oh, the longest yard. That's the one. Okay. Yeah. I know he was yard. a prison um, guard in one of those prison movies. I couldn't remember which one it was, but anyway. Okay. Yeah. Death Wish. Just to name another. Yeah. Um, so he's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we all know him. So then, so then, um, one of the two. I don't know which one. I think the other guy starts firing off shots at the car. It's like turned <laughs> yeah. over sideways, and it explodes. So. Uh, of course. And they did show when the car jumped and flipped, like someone flew out of it. I thought someone was going to survive, but apparently not. Oh, really? Yeah. It was probably un- unintended. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so the car exploded, and the old dude is dead. So what I forgot to mention is that while they're driving, the, the guy mentioned that he's 52, which is No, no, no. That, that was That's later we hear that. We hear it on the news broadcast. Because oh, after okay. this, we cut to a guy sitting in a tow truck on a racetrack where McCormick's driving around. And they're like, Flip Johnson, industri- or car designer and ra- former race car driver, died at 52. I'm like, 52? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I thought that guy was like in his mid-60s. Yeah, Jesus. and I did look it up. I think he was around 60 when this show was actually done. So he was right. a little closer to 60 than 52. <laughs> it was but, just a good ego, ego boost for me, I'll tell you. Yeah, like, but Damn. again... And we always say, everyone in the 70s and 80s, they age differently. Yes, um, they do. It's a different time. Mostly because, mostly because people smoke and drink all day long. Right. Anyway. Um, so uh, so he pulls McCormick in, lets, uh, tells him to stop. He's like, come on, I'm doing the best. My car's just getting, getting the feel for the car, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, hey, Flip is dead. He's like, what? And then he kind of like collapses in the middle of the track. You know, yeah. he's... Good friends with the guy, understandable. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I was just like, hopefully no one's driving around still. Um, But then I noticed, I'm like, wait, the bad guy is here. You know, he's like one of the... And it turns out, he also knows Flip Guy, and he tells McCormick, he's like, yeah, it's too bad, you know. Flip told me I was going to get to drive that car. And McCormick's like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> right, right. So it's almost like right then McCormick figures out something's weird and this guy's part of it, but I don't know. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. 
That's when we see. Uh, oh, that was actually, I think, at the funeral. I'm sorry, I kind of skipped ahead because the funeral was next. That's where we see Rhonda again. Right. And, right. And Cody pulls up the industrialist, and of course, there's like news people outside out there, which I don't know if that would really happen. Like it's like like it's Bill Gates that pulled up. I mean, I, right. there's not like the CEO of not too many companies when you approach a, a funeral outdoor funeral will you be approached by the press you know no but yeah, jonathan so, hart maybe i don't know right there's very yeah right and that's but what i said i that, even said on this like he's like jonathan hart but evil you should just have a mustache <laughs> yeah, right. and then be like evil jonathan hart <laughs> he should have played it with a mustache that would have been a good i know uh, right what's his, robert wagner right yeah all right uh, yeah, so yeah, right. He comes to the, the funeral, and the daughter's like, get him away from me because the daughter of uh, Johnny Flip Johnson that was killed, she's like, get him away from me. Yeah. So McCormick, McCormick's like, hey, you know, now's not good. This isn't helping anyone. Just back off. So, and then, you know, they kind of, I don't know where they go, the racetrack again, and they're sitting in the I stands. I guess, because they're sitting in the bleachers somewhere. It just seemed like she walked somewhere, and there were bleachers, but maybe right. they drove. I don't know. It's... uh. <laughs> Cemeteries and walking distance of the uh, racetrack. So, well, I mean, it would make it easy for when someone dies in a racetrack accident. They true. Drive them right over to the cemetery. Right. So they're they're talking, and apparently they have some history too. Um, you know, because McCormick was friends with Skip or Flip or whatever, and um, you know the daughter. He's like, hey, you know, you were going to go to law school, and you know what happened? And she's like, hey, look, uh, you know this guy. Uh, Cody, he, he killed my dad. And here's why. Yeah, so, she's already figured this all out. Right, right. I got, so actually, I got a clip of like, it because she tries to explain like how she's tied this all together. So hold Yeah. On. Two Start weeks ago, our house was broken into. <laughs> Someone ransacked my father's desk. Now, I can't prove it, but I think they were looking for dad's partnership contract with Cody Automotive. And this new deal, does it make any sense at all to you that Martin Cody would want to upgrade Dad's deal? You met him, what do you think? I think he sleeps in cold cream, but that doesn't make him a murderer. He would never upgrade Dad's deal. And then Dad and his attorney are killed. And all the contracts are conveniently burned in the fire. <laughs> so it is kind of a leap, I guess. Like, someone broke in our house, I'm pretty sure that's what they were looking for. Well, I mean... right. It's kind of a leap, and but I, all I don't the know if she puts it together afterwards. Yeah, all the contracts burned in the fire. Right, and it's that is kind of suspicious. Obviously, yeah. I'll give her that. Yeah, but whatever. Okay, so she's like, "Look, he's he's now because the contracts burned. Cody owns the car, yeah. so I want you. I want you to go steal it. So <laughs> now I think we learn, or somehow we come to the conclusion that he was previously in jail for stealing a car." Or, Right, but he was oh, yeah, a repossessor, right. or a yeah, but whatever. And we also find out his story is he bought a Porsche and he was trying to save some money on the insurance, so he put in his girlfriend's name, and then they, I guess they broke up, and he's like, "Well, shit, I got to get my car back." So he went to get it, and she called the cops on him, and had him yeah, <laughs> so he, he kind of got a bad. Break. And Hardcastle is the one that threw him in jail. Yes, it all ties together. Um, and so, no, what you know, she says is what she says is like it's you know should be legally hers, and they're like if we get steal the car back and we can prove all this, we the car would be mine, so it'd be fine. I'm like, well, I don't know if that's really how the law works, but. <laughs> or <laughs> just prove it first and then get the car back. Right, exactly. Uh, I don't know if the, what they're worried about, but so he's like, you know what? No, I'm not doing this. I I can't do this. Then we cut to him jumping the fence. <laughs> yeah, right. He's at like the stolen car compound and he's hopping the right. fence. Right. Well, that's why I was trying to figure out where he was. But I guess it's like a garage where they kept the car that was owned by Cody. I'm going to say know. Cody's got like factories all over the place. So he just stashed it at some one of his factories. Sure. That's Yeah. yeah. So it then he goes cool. in. He climbs up, uh, basically, he gets over the fence, he goes to the thing, climbs, starts climbing up the roof, and then a, a co- I thought it was a cop car, but maybe it was only, like, security. Yeah, I think it was security, but yeah, I thought yeah. it was a cop car, too. They show up. Because then I was confused, because at one point he's on the roof, right, rocking through there, and then they, he looks down, like a skylight or whatever, 
And again, I thought they were cops. I'm like, is he at a police station? Is he breaking in? Like, I'm like, is this like the fall guy again where he's like breaking into a police station? Yeah. Um, but I think, again, well, you like know, you said, it's just security guys. And when he's running on the roof like that, so it's like nighttime, he's running on the roof. I almost expected like the master to pop out from behind. One of those things <laughs> yeah, and, like, exactly. Hey, we're filming a scene over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, but he um, he was just all in black, very cat burglar esque. Yeah, and, totally. Uh, yeah, good outfit. And I was thinking to myself, it'd be nice. I don't even know if I have an entirely black outfit if I had to do some nighttime, you know, criminal stealing back stuff. But I'd have to go shopping. But so he climbs yeah, down this like black, yeah. some kind of air vent or something. Well, Total, it's an air like, vent mis- that goes nowhere. It's just like <laughs> yeah, right. just, just a hole. The <laughs> ceiling. The that is, that, that's it. <laughs> and so he drops down like Mission Impossible style on like a rappelling rope, and he sees the car, and he walks over to it, and it's like they have a moment, him in the car. Right. He's, yeah. He's like walking around it, touching it. And then um, where I was thinking, my heart would be beating so fast, I would have jumped in the car and, like, drove through the wall to get out of there. But he <laughs> takes his time, and he's, like, he wants to appreciate it and good lighting. And then he runs over, and he opens the garage door, which sets off the alarm. And I'm thinking, all the trouble he went through to get in here, rappel down, like, he couldn't, like, disarm the alarm on the garage door before he opened it. Or something. What would be the point? But also, like the that door was a good twenty yards away. So he goes, walks over, opens the door, alarm goes. So he's got to run all the way back to the car, <laughs> yeah, right. get in the car, start it, and get over there. I'm like, why didn't you start it and bring it right to the door? <laughs> and then and I, I don't the even, alarm. Exactly. Oh, that's a great point. Because <laughs> what I was I was thinking is like he didn't check to see if the keys were in it. And if he ran, you know, ran back to the car after setting Well, the alarm he did off, look inside. I'm assuming he saw the keys were in it. I'm okay. guessing. All right. I, he had to have, yeah. yeah. That still doesn't explain the 20 yard dash to. <laughs> no, it uh, doesn't. To the garage door, but. Yeah. Uh, so he so goes that, yeah, and drives so that, out, and like, immediately the, the, the security guys are on his ass. Right. But, but they're in typical giant late 70s, early 80s cop cars that, you know, have terrible. Um, yeah, terrible driving characteristics, <laughs> and he's in the car that weighs like forty pounds. Right. Yeah. I think their cars were the cars the studio needed to get rid of at some point soon. Right. So they're yeah. like, "Hey, paint them as cop cars. We'll use them in this scene." Look, we've already taken the full depreciation hit on these cars. We can't write them <laughs> yeah, off anymore. Right. We're just gonna have right. to drive these into the ground. <laughs> um. So there's a lot of basically we get into a scene with a lot of just classic like 80s TV music again, not unlike the theme, but no lyrics. They're driving around. He's making them wipe out, flipping over, blah, blah, blah. And again, you notice. Go ahead. I was going to say the, the, the side flips. There are yeah. two side flips in the scene. Side flips were must have been like stunt of the month or something during this. That's all. <laughs> when a car was destroyed, it was always a side flip. Yeah, and then so he's going and he goes towards the gate, but they notice the gates closed, which I guess whatever. But like as soon as he goes, he spins around, and I'm and I see there's a car like car carrier truck. I'm like. Oh, that's in a convenient position, you know, with the ramp up there and everything. <laughs> yeah, and I'm right. like, I know what's gonna happen. <laughs> So sure enough, he goes and drives, and he jumps, drives over that jumps. And mind you, did you notice, when he comes down, bits of plastic and glass go yeah. flying, the lights turn off, and the everything. The headlights and go out. Like, yeah, and everything's fine when they show it again. But um, then the one of the car cop cars, uh, security guards, follows him, Ro- uh, falls off, rolls up upside down, and he stops because, like, as soon as the guy fall turns over, of course there's like a spark at the back, and like the car's on fire. Right. And he feels bad, so he goes and gets the guy out, and he's like, "Hey, you okay?" He's like, "All right, see ya." <laughs> he just runs to his yeah. car. So, because he's a good guy, so he goes, he drives yeah. him away from a car, and then the car explodes. And then, you know, he looks the guy in the eye for like a good five seconds so he can identify yeah. him later. Did you, now, have you gotten a good enough look at my face? <laughs> yeah, All right, right, I'm going to leave. <laughs> Should I hand you my driver's license? <laughs> yes, exactly. Let me just give you my name and address. It'll be a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. But then he takes off, right? And, uh, yeah. 
What's and, then and that's kind of when I figured out that these were security guys versus cop guys because a, a cop would have pulled a gun on him, but a security guy probably wouldn't have it. Well, then I was thinking, I thought that guy was a cop, but I could be wrong. No, I don't think any of them were. Uh, well, but then again, I don't know because then they will show up at his house later. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So, well, then, so then they're at some bar, right? And the, the cops are there all partying. And it's basically a celebration for the judge. The judge. The hell was that? <laughs> Did you hear some sound? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think it was on my uh, end because everything uh, locked okay. up so for he- a second. So I'm hoping that this isn't all screwed up now. So the cops are all partying, having a good time, sending the judge off on his retirement. He's like, "Hey, I'm not, uh, I'm not out of here until Friday." So. You know, they give him a, an honorary badge and everyone's right. happy. Yeah, I'm trying to figure so, out why they get... I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think that that happens very often that when a judge retires, the police officers <laughs> like send a, yeah, have I a know, party right? for him. I yeah. think... I mean, um, I, yeah, for, I don't think you can give out badges, for one thing. Um, well, they say but also, honorary, I don't know how, but yeah. I well, know. yeah, but it look, looked real, but... Um, <laughs> All right, so I think that was just to establish the fact that, the you know, Hardcastle was retiring. And then yeah. uh, this is where McCormick's about to go into his apartment or his house, and uh, the cops, like, jump out of the bushes on him. And uh, and then the guy that he saved from the fire, from the exploding cars there, uh-huh. and, and he's like, yep, that's him. And I'm thinking, what a dick. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he saved you, man. But he was still the guy was like appreciative. He's like, "Hey, man, you saved my life." But you know, it's part of the job. Yeah, I'm like that's why I wanted McCormick, to see him as a cop. Because McCormick, if, right? I know. And McCormick kind of even said he understood. You know, he yeah. gets it. But like, dude, if you're if you're a security guard, you're that vested in your job, really. I mean, the guy saved your life. If you're a cop, I get it. But I don't know. Maybe it's my my work ethic. I think I want to give the guy a break for saving my life, but. Mike, what's your take on that? That what? That he should have let him not even bother ratting him out? Yeah, yeah. Don't identify the guy. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Maybe, yeah, it'd be hard to say. <laughs> Unless All Cody right. was gonna like feed you to like the mob guys that lived, you know, that worked <laughs> for him. I don't know. Okay, the maybe there's problem. yeah, maybe there's more to the story. So, I won't judge. <laughs> um, so so now we end up see. at court, right? And McCormick's oh, yeah. like. Please don't let it be Hardcastle. Please don't let it be Hardcastle. Please don't let it be Hardcastle. Yeah. And sure enough, who walks into the courtroom with his dingy shoes? Like those gym shoes had to be at least like thirty years old. And I didn't um, get that at first until he until he addressed the bailiff and was like, "Hey, do you still got that wicked jump shot or whatever?" Yeah. So, oh, did yeah. I didn't even hear that. Yeah, yeah. So I think he was playing. He he just came from playing basketball with some probably other old dudes. yeah yeah. Other old dudes, too, but yeah. <laughs> um, no, I think Hardcastle he was around 61 or two in this, so okay, he looked older than that though. But, <laughs> but anyway, so what? So McCormick's got some like um uh public attorney basically, right? And the guy's like, oh, I'll be able to help you out, and he's like, No, you're not, <laughs> yeah, right. and basically he's just failing at all his way, you know, because Hardcastle's being kind of a jerk, and they kind of Almost are McCormick and him kind of almost yelling at each other in the courtroom. Yeah. And he's like, let's go back into my chambers. And I'm like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's but then, when we, that's how we get the whole premise of the show now, basically. Um, kind yeah, of what right. you had said before where they started talking about it. He's like, hey, I'm retiring. I've got these 200 cases here of people that got let go on a technicality that I know are guilty. He's like, we need to find these guys and take care of them. I don't know if he means kill them, but I think he just means get them arrested. <laughs> I'm going to say no, yeah, because he's a pretty by-the-book guy. Yeah, exactly. For what he's doing, he's by the book. And he's like, you come, you know, be my helper guy. And that's not what he said exactly. But you come and do this for me. He's like, and you'll stay out of jail. And... You know, and that's when we learn the thing, like you said, about the Porsche. But also, he tells him about Cody. He's like, I wasn't stealing the car. He tells him what happens, why they think he killed the other guy, blah, blah, blah. And at first, 
McCormick's like, no, I'm not doing this because I'm not going to be with you. Da, 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 da. And so he goes, they, he sends him to jail. But then like several hours later, he comes back. And basically the judge, Herkessel's got, he's like, here, here's a file on Cody. He's like, you come do this for me. He's like, this is our first case. And he's like, oh, okay. So. <laughs> yeah, he's like, all right, that makes sense. So, yeah, so, so it turns out this guy, him. Cody, has killed several other partners. <laughs> and, but they can't uh, really prove it. Right. And, you know, seems to be pretty well in with the mob. So that's why they're going to take yeah. care of him first. So then they. Doesn't so, seem like a good dude. No, he doesn't. But then the judge takes uh, McCormick. He's like, you're going to crash at my place. And they pull up to this freaking mansion, like an estate. And. It turns out like his his wife was wealthy, but he's still a down earth guy because he's driving this like shitbox pickup truck, and yeah, uh, you know. But he's so he's driving all that, yeah. But he's got like a I don't know a caretaker, a land I don't know someone who takes care of the place. She was she was pretty awesome, but yeah. uh, But one thing I liked is McCormick was talking about when he's you know about the money and all that kind of stuff. He's like, I studied psychology with Charles Manson, <laughs> something like, oh, yeah, that, like, yeah, along right. the, like not with him, like he wasn't teaching him, but like in the same class or something. Right. Like, I don't know if you were in the same kind of jail for car theft as Manson was. Yeah, I hope. He's not. like, you're dressing like this because you feel guilty about all the money. He's like, I don't care. But yeah, he's so like, whatever. They... Go ahead. Yeah, no, he's like, yeah, what, what, whatever you think, I don't care. He, he really had no interest in what the kid had to say. No. But... He but then we meet the housekeeper. So what was her name? I forgot what her name was. I forgot too. Yeah, I didn't write it down. But he's he's like you know, she is like basically waiting at the steps for him. She's like, it's two in the morning, Judge. Where have you been? <laughs> and uh, she's all pissy already. And she's like, he tells her that McCormick's staying at the uh, set him up at the um, guest house or whatever it was, right? Right. And and. She takes him over there, and um, she's kind of <laughs> laying down the law. It's pretty great. I got a yeah. She's like here. she's bitching at him the whole way there. Yeah. Oh, then there's the garden. The weeds are growing up fast over by the judge's shooting. Listen, leaves. I don't know what he told you, but I'm not a field hand. You are what I say you are. I'm in charge of this estate. It's bad enough for the judge bringing home convict labor and letting them meet at the table with us. But if I had anything to say about it, we'd get a day's work. Well, you better check with old Hardcase on that one, Sarah. But I'm not here to weed a garden, you know. We'll see. Sarah. <laughs> yeah, her name's Sarah. She's a hard ass, and yeah. she um... which actually fits perfectly with Hardcastle, right? Yeah, and but I, I like the way she kind of softens him up. That. He's bringing all these felons over to hang out at the house and, you know, giving them, giving them dinner and, you know, trying to help these bastards. Yeah. And, uh, she, she's not happy about it. No. Yeah. So, Which I guess understandable. She's like, these freaking convicts are going to ruin this place. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so he goes to sleep and he wakes up to hearing this noise. And right away you could tell what it was. He looks out the window and the judge is shooting hoops like right outside his window, which right. is super irritating when you're trying to sleep. But that is like the worst noise, like bing, bing, poosh, bing. Yeah. I, yeah, it's the worst. Um, and you so know he like, planned it that way. Oh, yeah. He totally was trying to irritate him. He's like, I do 100 free throws, jump shots, and layups every night before going to bed. And he's like, that's why my heart rate's so low. You know, he's like all bragging about how his heart rate oh, is yeah. and all that kind of good stuff. And basically what ends up happening is they end up playing a game against each other. And it is probably, I don't want to say it's the most brutal one, but um, there's a lot of uh, elbows to the gut and face. And I don't know how many times Hardcastle got thrown to the ground, basically. Yeah, but but he picked up his game towards the end. Yeah. Yeah. Or not, not Hardcastle, McCormick, yeah. Towards the end, McCormick was just, you know, just outplaying him. But yeah, and then at the end, out, I thought he was going to lose. Yeah, then at the end, they're like, "Hey, what's your heart rate?" And by the way, so I looked at the watch that he had on there, and I wanted to see, like, is that a real watch or a fake one? It's a real one. I found it. It's Vincent Suida Melody Alarm Watch. I found it on eBay for like eighty dollars. Did you buy it? 
No, I did not. You can wear it. Because I'm not buying an old watch for $80. But anyway. <laughs> um, but if anyone wants one. If anyone wants one, I'll, I'll put a link in the comment and the show notes yeah, for yeah, how to find the alarm. Do it. <laughs> uh, um, but then we go back to, I guess the game's over and they all go back to sleep. And then we see some guys coming up and they hop the fence. They must not know that this is a judge's house, first of all, because I don't think they would. I don't know how they find, figured out where McCormick went, though. Like, how did they figure that out? I don't know. Someone must have. I don't know. Someone on the inside of the cops. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, There's always so they go on in. The inside. Yeah. So they they basically and they know exactly what house he's in too. They don't go to the main house to find him. They go to the coach house or whatever. And yeah. Good they point. Stick a sock in his mouth and start <laughs> trying to tie him up. It's Sarah, the housekeeper. She <laughs> she turned him in. She's the inside man. Yeah. They never do explain yeah. how that happened. Um, so yeah, but then so. I, like I, I, there was a good McCormick's like, hey, let me get my shoe on and I'll go with you guys or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Cracks cracks the guy in the face, <laughs> and he does this. What I thought was like a really cool escape. He jumps the balcony from the first floor onto the couch in the on the or I'm sorry, jumps the balcony on the second floor to the couch on the first floor. And I'm like, sweet move. And then I thought he'd be out the door, but. He didn't quite make it, and then <laughs> no, he didn't. And it wasn't that big. Was I don't know how he didn't make it. Yeah, then it was just a big, huge brawl. And I think it, did a one or two gunshots get get off? I think that yeah, might have been what, he, what he alerted the judge. Him. When he first jumped down, they took a couple of shots at him. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then uh, next thing you know, is Hardcastle <laughs> comes and kicks in the door, basically. With his robe open and his boxers on and like a T-shirt has his. I, I've never seen a shotgun that long before. I don't know what kind of shotgun that was, <laughs> but he shoots at the chandelier and it gets all their attention. Then he takes another shot and shoots. Oh, by the way, it was a Picasso painting on the wall that they made a big deal yeah. about. And yeah, but then he's so trying he to like, that. yeah, he's trying to load up again and then some guy goes after him. Then it's just another big fight. And yeah. um. They then eventually the know. bad guys are just like, let's get out of here. Yeah, you know, exactly. They they fled. The and scene. then, yeah, then the then they go to chase him down. They go into the garage, and he's got like an old what Corvette in there, right? Yeah. And Corvette's like, let me drive. He's like, you're not driving this car. <laughs> yeah. And they take off after him, and basically he's just like, and McCormick's like the whole way is like, slow down, slow down, okay. You gotta do this in the turn. He's like telling him how to drive and everything, and they pass a cop, of course, and the cop comes after him. Oh, actually, the the first guy passes the cop. The cop goes out, and then McCormick's behind McCormick and Hardcastle behind him. But then they pass the cop <laughs> to go after the guy. Right, yeah, and I think the cop even yeah, goes, "Isn't like, that Hardcastle?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they catch up to the guys and. They're the ones that stop them, not the cops, by the way. And they get him out, and they start, you know... I think Hardcastle actually has, like, handcuffs on him. I don't even know. And then the cops show up. They're like, oh, what do we got? So he tells them, like, all the charges and everything. And uh, the guy starts reading him his rights. He's like, hey, hold on. He's like, where's your Miranda card? He's like, uh... He's like, you know you gotta do this. These guys are gonna get off on a technicality. And he's like, and then he asks his partner. His partner's like, oh, those are in my other pants <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. So neither of them have it. So he's like, here, use mine. And then they go home. And the the funniest thing is, like, he pulled them out of his underwear. Like, Oh, yeah. I think had, the cop even had. said I think he said something. <laughs> like, that crazy cop, judge has got Miranda rights in his underwear. I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to. <laughs> because all he this. had on was, like, the underwear and a robe. But, yeah, that was, that was gross. Um <laughs> Don't leave yeah, home so without your Miranda card. That's right. I'd get it laminated, though. Easy yeah. washing. Right. And, um, let's see. Where? So what happens? They go back to the house. They, they get these guys. Yeah, they so go they go back to the, to the house. house. The, the housekeeper's pissed again. And here I got a clip of her. Because you got to hear her. She's great. Oh, this was Mrs. Hardcastle's favorite painting. No, that's not the one. She liked the guy in the pink tights. Look at this place. This ex-con is here one night and is completely destroyed. 
Anyway, um, he had gotten word from the cops about Cody, and they know he's desperate, wants the car, and basically they, what they figure out is like, let's use the car as bait to get him out, and they come up with a plan that we don't hear. So. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, so oh they, yeah, they go, but they go. Hardcastle, t- but first Hardcastle tells him he's like, hey, but the thing is, is we're gonna have to turn the car in. We're gonna have to like register it as evidence, but I can check it out. Blah blah. blah. I don't know something like that. But and then he can give it back to the family if they prove it's theirs. I'm like all right. So the next right, thing we see right. is Ronda bringing like, the car over, or not Ronda. Yeah, he's got all the loopholes. <laughs> whatever her name is. Well, she's there. I don't know who brought the car. No, she drove it over. Oh, okay. So then uh, the judge trailer. is like, all right, let's hook it up to my car because I've got like you know judge plates on my car. Yeah. And, It'll be easier. So they do that, and then they're going to Vegas with it. And this is one of those filler scenes, because it's like, it seems like 10 minutes of them driving through the desert, which was kind of... But Then they stop and switch drivers. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We had to to watch them stop and ship, you know, change seats so they could drive. Right. And I understand why they did it, because then we had... Um, they next scene is like Hardcastle getting pulled. I mean, McCormick getting pulled over for speeding. Um, right. And basically, the judge, what is, the judge does something like tells him like, I don't know how he gets. Well, they out were gonna arrest him. They were gonna arrest him because he's. On oh yeah, 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 yeah. At the state. Yeah, and they but checked in. And the found judge out is like, hey, he's, yeah. He's like, hey, he's with me, but still give him the speeding ticket because he was speeding. Right. So. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> wow, I'm like, wow. But uh, and then as we roll like, into so Vegas, book, oh, know? go ahead. Yeah, no, it was good. No, he's just, and then they roll into example. Vegas. Yeah, and <laughs> what's her name, Rhonda? I can keep calling her Rhonda, but she starts rattling off. Oh yeah, Cody has a house and a farm here, and he likes to gamble at the Sahara. And I'm like, how do you know all of this stuff? She yeah, was like right. there like one time with her dad, and she seems to know like his, all his moves and like where everything is. She did her homework. She knows. Yeah. And then, so what do so, we do? So he, okay, so he, what he does then is they call the other guy that was the, his name is Rabbit? Is that what they call him, Rabbit? Yeah, that's what I have too, Rabbit, Rabbit, yep. Yeah, all these animal names. Um, but he's in Vegas, so <laughs> McCormick calls him and says, hey, meet me, you know, blah, 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 blah. I forgot where they met. And he basically drives up on the coyote and... It, it seemed weird, like, but does he not know that he stole it? I don't know. It was really kind of odd. And basically what they do is they get him by the car by himself, and the judge takes a picture of him near the car. And I'm like, what the hell is that right. for? But it gets explained Yeah, I, I didn't get it either. Right. Yeah. But, you know, so, my, you know, McCormick tells him, he's like, hey, if we can get the car back to Cody, maybe you can drive it. He's like, why don't you go tell Cody we can... You know, if he gives me the same arrangement he was going to give Flip, he can have the car back. I'm like, okay, I guess that makes right. sense. And at this point, I, I was starting to think like it. this: this is way too long. This is going on way too long for me. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that's that I, I mean, I wanted to see how it ended, but I was starting to lose interest because it was getting like just too long. So, and that's part of my own personal problem of dealing with a short attention span. But. Um, so then the, the they introducing like this new twist about how McCormick is going to give the car back with the same deal. I'm like, this is just way too much for me to continue processing. But <laughs> they, they, so he ends up leaving. But Mike McCormick leaves with it. the car. Yeah, I fought through it. I wrestled through it. He leaves with the car, and then. Um, I don't know what happens. How they. And uh, what was the next scene? Because I, I'm, So I'm basically lost. what happens is that rabbit guy goes to Cody and tells him what McCormick said. Right. And he's like, he's like, okay, well, you can ride the car again, but you got to kill Mark. He's like, all right. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I and I'll I didn't see it. how that fit in either. Because he's like, no. if you give him the deal, he'll do whatever. But... Yeah, so... But then we find out that they're going to bring the car to Rabbit's house and somehow set him up, I thought, maybe. I'm like... Yeah. I'm like, and then... I don't know. And then, oh, okay, so then we cut to... we They're, like, outside Cody's house in 
Vegas, and he goes comes driving out. I'm like, he's driving by himself, and McCormick. Oh yeah, and Jay- McCormick tailing him in another car, yeah. and basically almost pushes him off a ledge, but stops and gets out and says, "Hey, I want to make a deal with you." He's like, "Rabbit is double crossing us." You know, he's saying we're in it together. He's like, "Rabbit's the one that stole the car." Blah blah blah. And then he shows him the picture of Rabbit by the car and by himself, and somehow that proves that he stole it, not McCormick. <laughs> right. And yeah. he's like, I want $100,000, and the charges dropped. He's like, you know, and then he could pick pick it all up. You know, he's like, okay, uh, I'll meet you in front of the Sahara in an hour, and then we'll take care of it. I'm like, what? <laughs> right, right. But it's still not they, over. But in the meantime, they do stash the car at Rabbit's house. Right. Do we even see that happen, though? Uh, No, we didn't see that happen. Okay. Yeah. So then they, so he go, he goes out in front of the Sahara an hour later, McCormick, and um, some dude shows up and pulls a gun on him and says, you know, let's go. Cody's not coming, and they they go to Rabbit's house. Now, now here's the thing. So they take this desert road, like a deserted desert road in every sense of the term. It's like. 50 miles straight <laughs> and we're, we're following this from like an aerial view and there's like the bad guy with McCormick in the car and then there's like two other cars following two other and they're all now, stunt cars care. they say like Joey Morgan stunt whatever I don't I mean, like what I actually I don't looked care it up to see if it was I mean, like a real stunt company and McCormick or uh, Hardcastle was following him too in the pickup truck so but somewhere way back right because we never saw it right well I mean I thought we saw because I was like, this road is so long. There's nothing else to look at. How did they not see him back there? But you can't so, see with all the he, dust that your car kicks up, so you can't see behind you. Yeah, so he he does he does pull over somewhere, eventually. Um, but they go up to the house, the bad guy with the gun. They go up to Rabbit's door and knock on it. He comes out. He's like, "Hey, what are you guys doing here?" And you know, he's like, "Yeah, the car's here." He's like, "What are you talking about?" You know, so he's trying to McCormick is like trying to kind of set him up, you know. And it's he's like, we'll go around back. So they, they go around back and they find the car. Yeah. So now Rabbit looks like he's totally full of crap. And then um, I think at that point the judge calls in the cops. And they come and everyone starts taking off. Um, but, you know, before they can get away, who was it that shot out a couple of tires? Was it the judge? So the judge shot out a couple of tires. McCormick yeah, jumps and they flip. on. The cars flip for that. <laughs> yeah. One gets away. McCormick dies on top of Rabbit as he's trying to run away. He hits him like once. He's like, did Cody kill Flip? Yes. Wow, that was really yes. hard to get that out of him. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Technically, I did because I drove him off the road. <laughs> or actually, the other guy that yeah. was with him. But um, So then they're like, we got to go after the other guy because he's going to tell Cody or something. And so, of course, he goes... McCormick jumps in the coyote and goes tearing off after him. Even though, like you said, this was like 50 miles away from town or whatever. But by the time Cody's like just like pulling out, like they show like the other car already like pulling into town in Vegas or whatever. Right. And then like Cody is up there doing like an announcement, right? Because this is where they were going to show the car off, I guess. Because I'm like, why yeah, is this stunt car like pulling up into like a racetrack? <laughs> What's going on? Exactly. But they had like, I was like they sudden, had like some obstacle course sudden, set up or something. Suddenly the car chase. Yeah, I didn't put that together because I'm like, why are they on this racetrack? Because suddenly they went from like a car chase on the street to now they're on a right. racetrack. And right. Now back on the street again. Yeah. But yeah, that makes and sense. And all these no. people are still sitting there. And like the, <laughs> this, the guy pulls up. He's like, what are you doing here? Cody's like, what are you doing here? He's like, they know. They got the cops. They got these guys. He's like, come on. And he's like, all right. And he gets in and just leaves all those people there. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell's going on? And they, they take off. Yeah, they take and then, off, and the chase continues for a little bit. And yeah. Then we get at the one final... point, yeah. At one point, somehow, the coyote lands on top of the other car. I don't know. There was it was This was like watching a race on a... Like a run of those racetrack things, like it has like built-in jumps, like crisscross crash or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. There was a, it, it ended again with like the other car flipping. And right, and that was the best because they're like at Caesars, right, and they're like driving around a fountain. They cut it. He cuts them off, and also the next thing you see is this guy flying through the air, 
and I, and right. I actually put a little like took this clip and I put it up on Twitter <laughs> before we we posted this one. He flies past the Caesar sign and says Tom Jones, <laughs> and like the crashes like lands <laughs> upside down. I don't know. I thought it yeah. was pretty funny. And then he goes like roll, and, rolls onto the strip. Yeah, yeah. And then they basically get the guys. I don't know. Oh, and then they. That's another time when they, then the judge pulls up. He's like, "What's your pulse now?" <laughs> they, they, that was like a running thing. Like, whose pulse was higher yeah. or whatever? He was he was obsessed. But I would think McCormick did more work than the judge there, so his pulse definitely would be higher. But right, exactly. Uh, oh, and then McCormick makes sure that the cop that comes pulls up and arrests the guys uh, reads the Miranda rights off the card. Yeah, yeah, from the from the underwear. But uh, then well, no, the. No, I know it wasn't from the other way, but then the um, that so that was pretty much it. They caught the bad guys. Then Rhonda tells McCormick, "Hey, I want you to have the car." So he's like, "Oh, okay," or no, but and then the judge is like, "Ah, I'll take it." So he takes it, and then um, he's, he's like, like oh, "You better get to your uh, parole yeah. hearing." Which it was, was like, like in two hours two or something hours. like that, wasn't it? <laughs> he's like something like yeah, you got like, was like four hours. <laughs> yeah. And so then he basically, they, the, the last three minutes of this show, I swear, the last three minutes of this running time was him driving down a street speeding with more and more cop cars following him. And then he crosses the California line and you hear, okay, uh, California Highway Patrol, it's all yours. And then like he's like in California. Right. I'm like, well, how does he get rid of these cop cars? I don't know. Whatever. That, that's left that to the it. imagination. Yeah. Again, it was a good episode. It's just too much filler. Again, a lot of these shows, when they make a two-hour pilot, sometimes there's just not enough just, there yeah, to make it two much. hours. If it, if it was like eighty yeah. minutes, it would have been perfect. Or I mean, eighty minutes with commercials, so whatever. That probably would have been like a little over sixty minutes. I think that would have been perfect, yeah. you know. But there's yeah. no. Yeah, I agree. In the era of like Netflix, where you could have it like any length you want, <laughs> that would have been you could yeah. have made it like a perfect size. But I know then you had exactly. like running times; you had to make it fit a two-hour slot or an hour and a half slot or whatever. Right. So, but right. no, I mean it was it was definitely fun. Um, yeah, definitely oh, definitely one of the better programs I think. Yeah, for the time. So about that theme song, we talked about the theme song, how it was good and everything. So I guess in season two. They were kind of changing the the focus of the show a little bit about the two versus the car, and so they changed the theme song, and uh, same guys wrote it. The guy singing it is the same guy that sang "Greatest American Hero" theme, um, but here here's a little sample of it. See how much different it is. <laughs> so, what a weird twist. Yeah. Now, can you imagine any, mostly guys, right? Coming back to the show. All right, Hardcastle McCormick's coming back for season two. Let's go. Here we go. Two living people in. Dude, I'm like, what the hell is going on? Is this, did I turn it's out like a Kate show, Alley by mistake? Or what's going on? Good Lord. Yeah, so, so did they keep it? Or did it? No, I guess by uh, episode 13, they finally relented for people complaining and they went back to the original. No, Man. Yeah, so not probably a good... I understand what they were trying yeah. to do because it wasn't all about You got to market car. test that kind of thing, man. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't just do that. That's like a theme song for like a family show or like... Um, yeah. I don't know, but not that. So, not, not anyway. Just, no. I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, anyway, we recommend it. Hardcastle McCormick. Um, buy the DVDs. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, or <laughs> find it online like we did. Exactly. It's not that hard to find. It's not. It's not. You have put no. up with some commercials, but. Yeah. In which the volume kept Anything changing else? drastically. No. Uh, I 
no other thoughts. The car was cool. I guess they did have a slightly different car. I don't know. They, I was reading some stuff about the car. The kit, it was a kit car. You know, those were kind of yeah, big back yeah. then in the eighties. Remember those kit cars? Like everyone had, not everyone, oh, yeah. but a lot of people had them because it was cheaper. Right. You know, you got a cheap fiberglass body, and you put like some engine in it that's relatively underpowered. Um, but since the and car everybody was so light, it, it was like matter. a Lamborghini. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, obviously, this one had some power, but it's again, it's the car probably weighed like sixty pounds. So right, right. But uh, anyway, all right. Before we go, let's we got a promo to play. We've got another Big Heads Media promo. This one's from uh, I think we've done this one before, but uh, How I Met Your Friends, the Friends and How I Met Your Mother combo. So here we go. Do you watch Friends? Do you watch How I Met Your Mother? Then you should listen to How I Met Your Friends. Hi, I'm Kathleen. And I'm Julie. And we are the ladies behind How I Met Your Friends, the podcast that explores the similarities and theories of Friends and How I Met Your Mother. Every week, we watch an episode from each show and dive deep into the crossovers and catchphrases. So if you've ever noticed the similarities between these fantastic shows, come check out our podcast. You can reach us on social media at How I Met Your Friends Pod or email How I Met Your Friends Pod at gmail.com. All right. So any final thoughts on the show, Mike? You ready to... Uh... Nope. Looking, looking forward to another episode. Yeah. Maybe we could find them on DVD. <laughs> hey, if anyone has any free DVDs yeah. they don't want, uh, hit us up. <laughs> we'll watch them. That's right. We'll, right. we'll even add, send them add back. Add it to our Amazon wish list. Yeah. yeah. We'll even send them back when we're done. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's Hardcastle McCormick. Uh, we recommend it. It's definitely something to go back and watch, I think. Um it's a fun time, and some uh, definitely 80s music, like, I mean, just perfect 80s music <laughs> for this whole yeah. show. All yeah, right. Good, good 80s uh, feel to the whole show. Yeah, but. and we haven't talked about what we're doing next, so watch our spaces on Twitter and Instagram and all that kind of good stuff. We'll uh, be letting you know. So uh, for this episode of I Used to Watch This, I'm Mike Forgetto. And I'm Mike Sullivan. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. That's it for this episode of I Used to Watch This. Visit us at IUsedToWatchThis.com, Facebook.com slash IUsedToWatchThis, Twitter at IUsedThe2WatchThis, and Instagram.com slash IUsedToWatchThis. Find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are available. Thanks for listening.